This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host. Welcome, everyone. This is the Meaningful Sport Podcast, and I am your host, Nora Ronkainen. Meaningful Sport is a series of discussions on the why and how involvement in sport and physical activity can be an important part of a life worth living. If you are interested in the theme, you might also want to check out MeaningfulSport.com. There you can find podcast show notes, read a blog, and access many resources for further explorations of Meaningful Sport. In today's episode, we are going to have an exciting conversation around purpose in sport and work. How does having a sense of purpose influence career development and how we respond to challenges and adversity? What does purpose look like in sport and work? And how can career counselors and other practitioners tap into purpose when they are supporting people, including athletes, in their career journeys? I'm delighted to be discussing these and some other questions with Dr. Maria Yukumenko, an associate professor at California State University, Fresno. Her expertise lies in educational and sports psychology and especially quantitative uh, research methodology. She has published widely in and outside of sport on topics including identity, passion, purpose and ethical behavior, to name a few areas. Welcome to the podcast, Masha. I've been very much looking forward to our conversation. Thank you so much. And I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me to this podcast. I've read your research many years and found loads of ideas that are inspiring and that I also took with me. And so you are so productive that it's also very difficult to keep up kind of following all these different strands that you are working with. And as I mentioned, inside sport, but also outside of sport in education and career development context as well. So we could start with a little introduction to you and, and your work. So how you have developed your, your research journey so far. It can be a loaded question. <laughs> um, as you mentioned, I'm an associate professor of research and statistics uh, in the Department of Curriculum and Instruction at California State University of Fresno. I've been here for several years, and my research focuses on substantive methodological synergy. For my substantive uh, research, I'm interested in the intersection of positive educational and sports psychology, so it's quite broad. But um, I am particularly interested in positive development of college students, broadly defined, that includes student athletes, as well as adults, and in providing methodological support to the research of other scholars. For methodological interest, I am interested in defining and measuring constructs, as well as in application of uh, modern statistical modeling techniques. My research is driven by my passions and i'm lucky to be at an institution where um, i am not forced to be in a specific area so i have flexibility and freedom of exploring my passions in research 
I myself am a former athlete. I did rhythmic gymnastics uh, for 11 years and my bachelor degree, uh, which I obtained in Ukraine, was in physical education, choreography and valeology. Valeology is a science of how we can live healthy life, healthy lifestyle uh, by utilizing um, natural resources such as exercising, healthy diet, um, and things like this. When I finished my uh, bachelor and specialist degree in Ukraine, um, I applied for Fulbright scholarship. And uh, this is how I ended up being at the University of Connecticut to pursue my master's degree in educational psychology. In fact, when I was applying for Fulbright and I needed to specify a major, I decided to draw on my prior discipline on physical education, which I pursued in a pedagogical university, but also combine it with my future um, directions and passion for psychology. And this is how I ended up with uh, educational psychology. When I came to UConn, University of Connecticut, uh, for my master's, my uh, thesis was still focused in the area of education. But for my PhD, my advisor uh, provided me with an opportunity to focus on uh, where my passion was. And um, I focused on um, ethical conduct of student athletes in academics and in athletics. So already at that point, I was drawing on both areas, on both domains, academics and athletics. Ultimately, I am interested in how we are, and by we, I use the word we broadly, are able to balance multiple domains in our lives. And um, athletes is one such example. Coaches is also one such example. But we all always balance multiple roles, multiple responsibilities in our lives. For example, work and personal life. And so I'm, I'm interested in capturing how we develop our passions, how we develop our identities, what gives us meaning and purpose in life, uh, but also how these constructs influence, influence us uh, within specific disciplines, but also across uh, various domains. Yeah, this is an excellent introduction. And before we started started the recording, we discussed the situation in your home country in Ukraine. And what I just said is such a tragedy and it just leaves, I think, all of us speechless. And so just just to mention this, as to acknowledge it as we start. And you mentioned that obviously it's been a hard time for you personally as well. So I really appreciate you also taking the time to talk about your research while it might not be always the first thing first thing on your mind. And so thank you for the really interesting introduction. So you mentioned that you were fortunate to pursue your passions in research, and then you looked at ethical conduct, identity, these dual career athletes, as we call them in Europe. Maybe the term is not so much used in the US context. And then rounding up to these ideas about meaning and purpose. And so for the podcast theme, this is obviously kind of at the core of, of the conversations that have been held at this podcast. So would you maybe share a little bit, how does this idea of purpose then tie into 
you mentioned ethical behavior and identity. So how does it tie into your other research interests? And what was your uh, journey to discovering this concept and starting to work with it in all your studies? It was an interesting journey uh, of how I uh, ended up doing a lot of research with focus on sense of purpose in life. When I came to California State University Fresno in 2015, one of my colleagues, uh, Dr. Gidima Sharma, approached me and asked me to help her with one um, scale development study. So she approached me for my methodological expertise, um, and uh, she is in the Department of Counselor Education and Rehabilitation. And her scale development was on sense of purpose in life. <laughs> so she approached me to help to help uh, with um, this work, um, and I thought to myself that this would be uh, what I would call one and done kind of study, where I would help her with the analysis and um, methodological um, conceptualization. But we ended up. Uh, publishing so many follow-up works. So just uh, doing that one study um, really evoked high uh, passion towards the topic for me. And um, the idea started coming to my head about how to, like what other things we could explore. Before coming to Fresno State, I, I was doing my postdoc at the University of Illinois, Chicago. And that postdoc was completely unrelated to sports psychology topics. But during those times, I also started working on publishing my uh, works that I uh, conducted at UConn uh, during my dissertation years. And one of those works was the academic and athletic identity scale, which I developed for the use with student athletes in the United States, but also outside of the United States. Through that work, I really wanted to capture how, like who we are and how sport can give us passion, but also sense of direction um, and um, of defining ourselves. As a former rhythmic gymnast, and I did rhythmic gymnastics for 11 years, I uh, have been very passionate about rhythmic gymnastics. And my whole identity was evolved around rhythmic gymnastics. And I really wanted, through my research, I wanted to capture what uh, those aspects of sport that drove this passion and drove this identity um, in sports-related context, which then also, which then also was translated into other domains um, of my uh, life as well. And as I was working on the academic and athletic identity scale, I stumbled upon uh, the work by Robert Valerand. And uh, in the 90s, uh, he focused on sports personship constructs. But then in early 2000, he shifted towards the work on passion. And he developed with his colleagues, he developed the dualistic model of passion through which he um, defined a passion for an activity through harmonious passion and obsessive passion. And already at that point, I raised my interest in um, 
positive psychology constructs. So when I came to Fresno State and Gitima approached me uh, asking to assist her with the work on sense of purpose in life, I thought that it was an interesting ideas. Those were interesting ideas. It was an interesting study, uh, but also it was aligned with my um, interest in positive psychology, in identity, in passion um, related um, directions. Mm-hmm. So those links, being an athlete, being a student, this is something that is important to who you are, but it also gives you this direction. And then having a sense of purpose is clearly about having something to strive towards in life, right? So there is this link between identity and and then this sense of purpose in in life. Definitely. There is a link between identity and sense of purpose in life. But also I'm interested in how our identity not just develops, but also shifts. And I think this is also related to sports retirement topics and how how athletes are able to shift their identity, sport identity, athletic identity into other achievement identity orientation um, domains. Yeah. And so you mentioned that your work in purpose just started with helping maybe a little bit with scale development and analysis and so forth. But this has actually then developed into numerous projects, um, many of these also outside of sport. So For example, you have looked at purpose orientations of of adults working in different professions. So maybe just share a little bit bit about this this work as well. Our earlier work uh, focused on uh, the sense of purpose scale. And later on, we uh, published the revision of it, in which we conceptualized sense of purpose as a multidimensional construct that focuses on three dimensions awakening to purpose, awareness of purpose, and altruistic purpose, which is also um, aligned with theories, with current theories that are available, that sense of purpose encompasses the beyond the self component. And in um, following that work, uh, we used our revised sense of purpose scale uh, with the three-dimensional conceptualization to examine well-being of uh, university faculty members and staff, as well as more generally among uh, professional workers. In earlier works, we also incorporated the concept of passion for work. And we found that uh, awareness of purpose and altruistic purpose were positively predicted or driven by harmonious passion for work. In other uh, words, uh, those people who develop harmonious passion for their work, they are also more likely to be able um, to conceptualize and explain and describe their purpose in life, as well as they are um, able to, as well as they uh, understand that uh, through their work, they can help others and they can improve the world around themselves including local communities, but also global communities as well. We also found that obsessive passion for work, which is uh, conceptualized as um, something that makes you really um, (laughs) like a prisoner to your work, um, that people with obsessive passion for work, they cannot uh, leave their 
life freely. They only think about their work uh, because otherwise they, um, they're not able to relax. And so we found that obsessive passion for work uh, was also related positively to our surprise to purpose in life and uh, more specifically to awakening to purpose in life. In our, as we were trying to explain this finding, uh, we um, suppose that um, these results might be that those who are obsessively passionate about their work and driven by external con contingencies such as competence and self-esteem might be looking for a greater purpose in life. But we didn't really know yet whether um, it was because working adults with obsessive passion for work were using work as the way to identify their ultimate purpose in life or whether they were trying to feel the feelings of existential emptiness through their work. In our later work, we also, in actually most recent work uh, that was published uh, less than a year ago, we started looking at specific purpose orientations and we uh, defined purpose orientation um, as well as concept conceptualized and operationalized it through three dimensions, um, which focus not only on helping others, essentially, which is, which is in parallel to altruistic purpose. So it's not, it's not only for a purpose orientation that is focused not only on uh, others' growth, but also on self-growth, as well as on career-focused purpose orientation. However, we only have a few studies that utilized this uh, newer scale. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was curious what you mentioned earlier about this awareness of purpose. And it seems to be the case that many of us in our everyday lives just go to work and do what we need to do and maybe play sport after that. And it's not something that is on our minds, like what is the purpose of doing this and that. What are your thoughts and kind of from your research? Is it is it important that we sometimes uh, stop to reflect on it and try to become aware to aware of it or awaken to what are those bigger purposes of what we do? People who are aware of uh, their purpose and who are able to share uh, that they are able to describe uh, their purpose uh, clearly, they um, are also report showing a greater social emotional well-being in um, a number of our studies including uh, the validation studies of the revised sense of purpose scale we found positive correlations uh, between the three dimensions of sense of purpose and a number of uh, other constructs that are related to people's well-being for example, positivity, humility, self-esteem, moral identity, sense of pride, compassion, as well as negatively related to life regret. It's also positively related with subjective well-being, such as subjective happiness, uh, life satisfaction. Most recently, uh, we found that sense of purpose is also related uh, to persistence and resilience among college students as they um, went through the COVID pandemic adjustments. Mm -hmm. And overall, uh, in our studies with working adults, we also found that uh, being aware of one's purpose in life uh, provides 
direction um, and is related to passion for work among uh, working adults. When adults feel motivated and driven by a strong sense of purpose in area of work, they have a clear sense of direction and are more likely to aspire towards career success, which includes not only achievement in their field of work, but also being retained, as well as uh, feeling, uh, from subjective perspective, being um, feeling very good about themselves in general. Yeah. And you mentioned that you have now also recently during the COVID pandemic looked at the role of purpose with college students. And I think this has been a very interesting time in terms of at least the media has talked a lot about people who quit their jobs and kind of when the routines were disrupted, reflected a little bit deeper on what they are doing. And I don't know how, I don't have the statistics about how many people actually quit their jobs, but loads of these stories that people actually just quit, even without having a plan of what you want to do next. So this time of COVID and the disruption that many people had in their studies and working lives could have kind of led them to reflect a little bit more. And so I'm interested in the study that you've done during the pandemic and what what does it show about the role of purpose in in this time? In the study that you are mentioning, we assessed the role of life purpose in predicting college students' resilience and persistence during the COVID-19 global pandemic. And our results showed that indeed sense of purpose is positively uh, predicting or positively related to resilience and persistence. And over and above a general sense of purpose, awakening to purpose specifically contributes to resilience and persistence over and above this uh, general feeling of uh, sense of purpose. These results uh, have reaffirmed that apart from a general sense of purpose, college students' active engagement in the process of discovering their life's purpose in itself can contribute to their resilience and intent to persevere among difficulties. Mm -hmm. Therefore, supporting students to set clear educational and career goals that resonate with their life's purpose and further identify self-care strategies and resources that students might need to actualize these goals can strengthen their ability to persevere. Yet this was not the only um, study. Um, There is another accepted study um, that has not yet been uh, published in which I relate the three purpose orientations with the academic engagement and burnout among college students. And what I found uh, was that it was career-focused purpose orientation that was uh, related to uh, academic engagement positively and to burnout negatively, as well as others' growth purpose orientation and self-growth purpose orientations. They were also related to academic engagement and burnout but through gratitude, through dispositional gratitude. So they were not directly um, associated with uh, academic engagement and burnout, but gratitude also played um, a role in these relationships. Of course, these are cross-sectional studies, so we um, cannot make causal conclusions. But in our earlier work, I think back in 2016 or 2017, uh, we collected data from incoming freshman 
full-time, first-time, full-time students. And we asked, uh, among other things, we asked uh, about their purpose using the revised sense of purpose scale, uh, as well as their commitment to their degree, to their institution, um, and their academic identity, how strongly they identify with uh, their academics. A year later, we also gathered data related to their first year GPA, as well as their retention rates. So those were actual um, data on retention, not self-report data, as well as this was no longer purely cross-sectional study. And our results showed that awakening to purpose was positively predicting both degree commitment and institutional commitment, but altruistic purpose was the one that played the um, most important role in uh, degree commitment as well as in GPA at the, at the end of the first year. More specifically, altruistic purpose was related to academic identity of students. And in turn, academic identity was predicting GPA of students. Taken together, the studies show that general sense of purpose, as well as its specific dimensions, more particularly the, um, the altruistic purpose dimension, which could also be translated as uh, beyond the self dimension of purpose, plays a very important, plays a salient role in um, success of students in their academic success, but also through which they can then um, be successful in their lives and in their careers. And the dimension I sometimes wondered about, so if I got it clear, so this altruistic purpose, so it relates to kind of something beyond the self. And if the students feel, is it then that, for example, what you're studying, you can do something good through the profession that you develop from that? Is is that kind of what the right interpretation, right? That is a very uh, interesting and important question. In our uh, personalization of the sense of purpose in life, we don't link it with the specific domain. So it's very general, it's general life purpose. And altruistic purpose is also related to, uh, it's more generally whether um, students, adults want to help their local communities, want to better the world around them, but we don't specify through which means they want to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. And this is why we find these findings fascinating, that their desire to help the communities around them is positively related to their academic success uh, or among working adults, um, altruistic purpose is related also to um, of their well-being, uh, as well as to being able to be successful in their jobs, because we don't we don't specify um, unlike the passion scale of Robert Valorant um, that specifies um, passion towards which specific activity is being examined. Mm -hmm. The sense of purpose scale that we have utilized so far is um, a general life life general direction, right. Mm -hmm. I guess in my qualitative studies with athletes and sometimes a few of them have said that they think about sport, especially looking back after retirement, that sport is something that is fairly selfish 
and it doesn't necessarily make the world or the communities better. Some of them felt like that, not everybody. So I'm just thinking that when when we have people who are searching for this or for whom this altruistic purpose is important, is it then enough that they can experience and express that in maybe some other life domains, even if they didn't feel that sport was one of these activities where you can experience this this altruistic purpose? So I wonder what are your thoughts in relation to that? I I I, I think so, yes. I think it's important um, to be aware of your own sense of purpose in life and then it's up to you how you realize that purpose whether it's um within the sport context uh, or within the sport athletic domain or outside of the domain the work on purpose uh, stems from the book by victor frankel a man's search for meaning in life and uh, victor frankel was a holocaust survivor in his book, he shared that it was this orientation towards helping others, the beyond the self-orientation, that really helped him survive, uh, survive through the uh, Holocaust events. With what is currently happening in Ukraine, um, and over the last year, I established new collaborative relationships uh, with my colleagues from the institution in which I pursued my bachelor's degree. And um, we are currently exploring ways through which we could apply and help current students um, think and reflect uh, on their purpose in life in order for them to articulate uh, and become aware of their future directions, which can help them survive through, through, through the current events. Because uh, many students almost feel um, without a direction, like they feel directionless because they are still being affected by the events of the war. So, and these are students in the physical education department. So um, who, who are, um, most of them are former athletes or current athletes, as well as uh, in that institution, there are choreographers. So people who, who dance, dancers. But when people are able to formulate or to become aware, to reflect on their um, purpose in life, as well as to articulate uh, their purpose in life, then they would be more likely to actualize uh, purpose in life. And it would be up to them through which um, life domain to do so. Yeah, that's really interesting and, and so important work in with all these world events that we are now now going through. So time is running. I think this would be a very good time to just for us to have a little break. And so then in the second part of our conversation, let's move on and look also into the work you have done in sport and especially in the coaching context uh, in relation to purpose. So thank you so much for the conversation so far. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Researcher Podcast. If you like the show, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. 
If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcast or whichever app you're using. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, so be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.